Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Today is Friday. Happy Friday to everyone that's out there. Oh, man, this has been an interesting week. <laughs> it's, it's Sometimes it's always tough when you're coming off a holiday weekend. We had the 4th of July at the top of the week. And man, I just been off all week long. Like today is Thursday to me versus a Friday, but uh, we all know it's Friday and I want to make sure that uh, we keep this thing going. So I just hope everyone just enjoyed their week, their holiday weekend. I had a chance to jump in the pool, go to the beach, whatever you decided to do. Uh, we have a, a full summer coming up, man. And I know if you're out there looking to purchase a house, we want to make sure that you get all the tools that is needed. So let's get right into it. So last week, I just wanted to motivate you guys a little bit and kind of give you some insight uh, what it takes to become a homeowner. And so today we're going to kind of break those things down. And I was thinking like, you know, what would be good for my clients to get from me? And I thought about, it. I'm like, you know what, let's talk about just some tips, super easy tips for a smooth transaction. So what does a lender look for when they're looking at our application? What does a loan officer look for when they're looking at our applications? And I want to kind of give you a blueprint of that to give you an idea of what it takes to have a smooth transaction. Because believe it or not, they happen. You know, sometimes you just hear about the horror stories about, oh, my God, the <laughs> transaction was so tough. But a lot of times certain things could be prevented. And I wanted to go over that because there are some clients that I have that I barely even talk to because they just have their their ish. <laughs> together and organized and ready to rock and roll. And that's that's why I want to kind of give you an idea of what it would take to make that same transaction happen for you. So never feel as though that these uh, these this type of process got to be tough. And this is not even just with just mortgages. This could be for you buying a car, getting any type of loan. A lot of these things will fall in place with any type of loan that you're looking to take out, because at the end of the day, you're requesting money or to borrow money from someone. So yeah, they will ask you some questions. So let's get right to it, guys. So the first thing I want to go into is what is a perfect client for a lender? What makes a perfect client for us when we're looking at an application? So to me, a personal profile for a, a client would be someone that understands their personal situation as it pertains to their finances. Because you got to remember when you're presenting your application, that's kind of like a resume that you're giving to the lender. So someone that has it in tip top shape, that has it well organized to me, just makes out for a better transaction. And how would that be broken down? So that'll be broken down into great credit scores. They understand what the credit is. So they call in, hey, Gary, my credit score is this. So they'd say, hey, my credit score is a 750, 760, 800 or a 680 credit score. They know what the credit scores are. That to me, that makes a makes a huge difference. Cause when you know that, that means that you track your credit. That means that you're on top of your credit report. So not just with credit scores, but you understand what's on your credit report. Like me, I, I look at mine all the time and sometimes it may drive me crazy, but I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So the worst time for you to find out that you have something on your credit that doesn't belong is when you're trying to get a loan. So so not only do they understand the credit scores, they understand the debt ratio. So how much money they make a year compared to how much money they're spending at the current time. So if they make a hundred thousand dollars a year, but they know they have a car payment, they know they have two credit cards, they have a personal loan. A lot of times they already understand what the debt ratios are. 
So that's how they know how much they want in the monthly payment. So they understand how that breaks down. They understand the income. They say, Gary, I make yeah, $120,000 a year. It's a, a salary and I receive bonuses and uh, I work overtime. I've been working overtime for the last three years. So they understand how that works. All right. And they already know what they want to pay monthly. So it's not, you know, left up to me to decide that they already know, like, Gary, I only want to spend $2,000 a month. That's the, that's the max. I only want to spend 3,000. I only want to spend four or $5,000 a month on a mortgage. So knowing that, that tells me a lot about yourself. You know, uh, not saying that you have to know that, but it makes a huge difference. It, it just looks different to a loan officer when they see that you already have a max payment in mind. So that means that you thought about this before you call your loan officer. So they just fully understand their finances. And one of the other things that I could see for a perfect client, they have all their things organized. So they already have a folder set up. So they have their W-2s, uh, they have their tax returns. Uh, if they're self-employed, they have their uh, profit and loss statements. Anything that we, they need, that we need rather, they already have it already set up. So they're ready to email it over to me because they know that I want that. So W-2s, pay stubs, any income documents, they already have that PDF ready to rock and roll bank statements. They already have it set. So they know. So either A, they fully understand the finances or B, they've done this process before. So to me, that would be a perfect client for a loan officer. So let's let's take a little deeper dive into what I mean by each one of these components. So let's talk about credit. Before you call your loan officer, before you take out any loan, you should do a quick credit sweep. Take a look at your credit. There's so many different ways of you looking at your credit score. So many different ways you can look at your credit report. All right. If you, if you never pulled your credit before, I always advise you to go to annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. They'll allow you to pull your credit report and it's for free. You're not, you're not paying anything for it. So you go to that website and that'd be a great place to start. So you can put your uh, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian credit reports and you know exactly what's on there. Now, granted, it's not going to give you a credit score, but more importantly, you can see your credit report. Now you could pay, you could do the paid version that would give you access to all three credit reports. And you, I advise you to do that as well. Cause it's something about, like I said, knowing your credit score and understanding your credit report before you call in, that makes a huge difference. So when we're looking at the credit, you know, so Gary, what are you guys looking at? So we, when we take a look at the credit reports, first thing we look at, it, of course, the credit scores, that's, that's obvious. After the credit scores, let's look at the actual health of the credit report. So we're going to take a look at your balances. See what type of balances that you're carrying right now. Then we're going to glance over and look at your monthly payments for each one of those balances that you're carrying. So if you have two credit cards, you got a balance of $5,000, but your payment is $80 a month. All right. So we'll put that $80 into your debt ratio. The other thing would be is now I'm looking at your payment. We're looking at old data that's on there. You know, what is still on the credit report, right? You want to take a look at that and see, okay, maybe some things need to be removed before I apply for a mortgage. So that is extremely important. Look and see what is old. Maybe something that's incorrect. That's on your credit report. Take a look at that just to make sure that all those mistakes or old information is removed before you start the process. And if you have any questions about that, you know, definitely get with me and I could give you some pointers of how to get that part taken care of because not everyone that calls me, they're ready to do a mortgage. A lot of times they're doing it in advance to make sure everything is set up and ready to go so they can purchase the house in the future. So get very familiar with your credit report. All right. 
The other thing is having all of your documents organized, right? All you have to do is go to your desktop, create a folder and put all your financial documents in there. We typically always, always going to ask the same thing. So we always going to ask for your W2s. If you're, you know, W2 employee, we're going to ask for your pay stubs just to get a, a current year to date. See exactly how much money you make a year. Uh, make sure the, the hourly wage or the salary matches what you told us. That's what we're looking for. We want to make sure all of that is there. The other thing is we're going to take a look at your bank statements. So make sure you understand how to download your bank statements. Go to the website. Most people, you know, go to their bank on online, go to the website, download your PDF version of that. Or if you receive an uh, email every single month that gives you your monthly statement, just make sure you put that aside. So we always, well, not always, but for the most part, we're going to ask for 60 days of bank statements. And just have those bank statements ready to rock and roll. You know, like I said, so just check to make sure everything is there. Everything makes sense. If you say you make, uh, you know, $3,000 a month, make sure we can see that money go into that account. Uh, you want to check for uh, insufficient funds to make sure there isn't any that's on there. So if you see anything that's out of the ordinary, make sure you just bring it to our attention. We're going to see it anyway. But like I said, the more you're familiar with your bank statements, the better off you'll be. All right. The other thing is tax returns. So if you get personal tax returns, make sure all the tax returns are there have all the documents in there and we're going to just make sure it matches your W2s. We're going to make sure your business tax returns matches everything that you provided in front of us. And it makes sense when we compare it to your profit and loss statement. All right. So just make sure everything makes sense. Keep all pages. Do not pull any of the pages away. Send us everything. So we'll, we will discount anything that we don't need. So send us all the information and that would be great. Anything that, that has, um, that you're going to use for assets like your 401k statements, uh, anything that shows that you have access to other money, you want to send those statements in too. I, even if we're not going to use it to me, I think it's a great idea just to have it there because to me that just help uh, weigh your loan a lot better, you know? So it, it just shows that you do have access to money just in case there's a loss of a job. So if you have that, make sure you have your quarterly statements for like a 401k or uh, any other account that you have that you want to reflect any of your assets. All right. So the fourth thing that I want to go over is, and this may sound like a given, make sure you understand your employment. You know, are you salary? Are you hourly? You got to understand that. And how much you make an hour, that's the case. So how much do you make as a salary employee? Okay. And if you are working overtime, make sure you know how many hours of overtime you typically work. How long have you been working overtime? Because these are going to be questions that we want to ask. We want to make sure that we can maximize your income. So the more information you know up front, the better off you're going to be. All right. Uh, did you just, oh, another thing I thought of recently, was there just a new pay raise? So it's July right now. Did you receive a pay raise in June or May? All those things makes the difference. So make a note there, keep up with that information and be ready to provide that when the lender asks you, ask you those, uh, those questions, cause that's going to be extremely important. And if you're a business owner, just make sure you have all your tax returns. So is it just personal tax returns? Is it business tax returns? Have all those statements ready to go. So we could look at that for you. So we can compare to make sure we could utilize all the income that you have there. And if you have profit and loss statements, get those ready, go ahead and send out to your, your accountant, Get the profit and loss statement ready. So if you're, if we need the profit and loss for this year, just have it set from January to July. If you're going to get it done in July or if you're going to get it done in August. So whatever month makes sense, 
for the time frame that you're looking to buy your house or to take out a mortgage, have the profit and loss statement ready to go for that time frame. Okay. And the last thing that I want to go over, which would be number five, have an idea what type of home that you want to purchase. Is it a single family residence? Is it a town home? Is it a condo? Or if it's an investment property, what type of investment property you're trying to purchase? Is it a one unit duplex, triplex, quad? Have an idea what you want to buy. So it, it makes a difference to us, but especially makes a difference to the real estate agent. Because once again, the more you fully understand what you want to purchase, the better off you'll be. All right. So if the real estate agent know that you want a duplex. We're going to just look at duplexes. If the real estate agent understands that you're looking at single families, that's what we're going to look at. And the same thing applies on the lending side. We want to know, OK, what type of home you're looking at, because sometimes it does make a difference. There's a difference between a buying a single family versus a condo. If you go into a three unit, four unit versus a condo. So all those things makes a difference, believe it or not. And so that's why we ask those questions. So we want to make sure that we know exactly what you're looking to buy. And so we can set up your, your estimates that would match that. So be familiar with that and understand if you don't know, we're going to help you out with that. So the biggest things we're just trying to help you get to your pre-approval much faster. So if you know uh, what type of home you want to buy, you have all your documents organized, you already understand your credit, everything is polished in a good shape is going to make things so much smoother and easier for the pre-approval and for the whole process. So now it's just for the pre-approval. So we know if we have all our documents, you're going to fly right on through process. You're going to fly right on through underwriting. And we may just need minimum documentation to get you to settlement. And that's what would make up a smooth transaction. Like I said, there's clients that I very rarely even speak to because they have everything together, they know what they want and they have everything organized. So it, it, it can seem like it's a lot. It's really not. It's going to just make things so much easier for you. And like I said, it doesn't just apply for mortgages. You can use the same thing or have the same concept when you're looking to buy a car or any type of major loan. If you have your stuff organized, understand your credit, understand your income, things will go way smoother for you. So therefore, when you jump on uh, Instagram or Facebook, you have a great story to tell because guess what? You had a smooth transaction and that's what realtors love. That's what lenders love smooth transactions. But when we have to put everything together for you and I'm not saying anything is wrong with that, <laughs> but if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to this episode, trust me, it's going to make your life so much easier. So it's going to make it easier for yourself and easier for our team. One thing I, I, I wanted to bring up, I was listening to a podcast early this morning when I was taking a shower, not to give you too much detail, <laughs> but I was taking a shower and I was listening to one of the, my favorite podcasts I listen to, especially in the morning is, um, there's a guy named Sean Croxton. He has a podcast called quote of the day. And every single day he has a new quote that, uh, he'll play and it's from different speakers. So most of the speakers that he have, you can find on YouTube, but there's an author by the name of Harv Ecker. And he was talking about the power and trusting in yourself, trusting in yourself. And I'm like, okay, so what, where is he going at with this? And I, I had an idea, but the, the premise of the, 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 the conversation was the more you trust yourself, the better off you would be. We put so much trust in the government. We put so much trust in other people, but we don't put enough trust in ourselves. We can't control the government. We can't control the market, but we can, we can trust 
the person that we are. So if you put enough trust in yourself and you want to understand something, you can read about it. You can listen to a podcast. You can go to YouTube. And I love YouTube. I'm a I'm an advocate of YouTube. <laughs> so if it's something I want to learn how to do, that's probably one of the first places that I go is go to YouTube. But you have the control. You have the power, power to control your own destiny. But if you trust in yourself, you could do a lot. So if you want to learn about stocks, buy a book on stocks. Go to YouTube. Listen to a podcast about stocks. If you want to understand real estate, same thing. Read a book about real estate. Uh, go to a podcast or go to a professional and ask these questions. Because the more you understand the process, the less stress you're going to have on yourself. So that's why when I work with a new client, I want them to understand the whole process of what we're doing because that alleviates the stress. Because when you don't know what you're doing and you put all the power into somebody else, you're going to be in a danger zone and you're going to be stressed out. But the more you understand what you're, what, you're, what you're getting yourself into, the better off you're going to be. That's why a lot of times we work with real estate investors is a smooth process because they understand what we're doing, what's going on. There's no questions asked. But like a first time home buyer, understand that. But still, with anything that you're looking to do, you have access to learning about it. So the more you understand a process, the less stressed out you will be. So, guys, trust in yourself. Trust in yourself. I know sometimes you got to remind yourself to do that. But if you hold yourself 100 percent accountable for your actions and where you are at in life right now. Then to me, is <laughs> you don't have as many people that you could blame because you can only blame yourself. And I think about this all the time. So I want to pass it out to you guys. So if you want to understand about real estate, if you want to understand anything, put the trust in yourself, do the research and learn about it. That alleviates the stress. And me, my friend, you'll have a much better life. That's all I have for you guys today. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be seeing you next week. Continue to put out those offers. Get yourself on the contract. And it's going to happen for you guys. I, trust me, it will happen for you. All right. See you next week, guys. Peace.